da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Howdy, ma'am, fam. Happy summer. Hope you're doing well out there. Hope you're having a chance to go on vacations, get out, and enjoy yourselves. Finally, it's been a while. Maybe you've uh, gone out to the movies. Maybe you saw Black Widow this past weekend. We're here to talk about it right here for another week of Mad About Movies. I'm Kent, joined by co-host Richard. Brian is, is absent this week, but we have somebody very special filling in for him. You might know his fine work from such podcast art as Mad About Movies and Spread the Floor. Probably the best NBA podcast art that I've seen. He's a, a great friend of the show and is here to uh, talk Black Widow with us. It's Josh Sauter. Hey, Josh. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good, man. How's your summer been? You having a chance to uh, go on any vacations, anything like that? Uh, we are going to Disney in a couple weeks. Um, nice. You're going to hit the... So that'll be fun. The Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. I mean... Hopefully we can actually get into the ride there. That's super mm. popular. The name that I can't remember, but yeah, just shut up, surprised. Brian. Brian's got Brian's yeah. got Disney connects like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, Brian just throws it out there, man. He's basically yeah. Bob Iger. Yeah, he walks in there and they they like they they roll out a uh, a velvet rope for him. It's a Chewbacca colored rope. The crowd. Yeah. Yep. I mean, my wife's family like don't tell anybody, but like my wife's grandma is part of Club Thirty Three. So. Oh. Big time. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of have some, you know, we have some powerful Brian, people. Brian, did you hear that? I hope Brian's listening. He, Brian's a member of Somebody's already stepping up on your territory. Yeah. He's going to have to have to get into the 30 floor to, uh, yeah. to uh, in order to not be replaced full time here on the on the pod. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a reasonable request. Yeah. It's been, we've known you for years. It's fun to, fun to talk to you on the show, especially for this movie. It's been hotly anticipated. We've been waiting on this one for a while. Yeah. This one is um, one that we probably should have, we definitely should have talked about over a year ago mm-hmm. if things were normal, but they aren't. Uh, Josh, I want to plug your your graphic design because Josh has done our graphic design for a long time. If you follow us on Instagram and you, uh, of course, you see the the art on, on the iTunes and things like that. But uh, yeah, very talented graphic designer. So I wanted to plug at the top of the show before people tune out, which was is very oh, likely. You. Um. Yeah, I want to plug that. So, where can people find your your graphic design if they need a graphic design worker of, the, of the, uh, for themselves? I mean, it's outdated at this point, but you can see my work at joshuasauter.com. Um, and then I am on Twitter at joshua underscore sauter. S a u d e r. S a u d e r. Write that my down. Name on there is Design Da Vinci. Yes, hit him up, and he did also our some great American Treasure posters for our, our VIPs over the past in the past. So that's yeah, those are great actually perk. those are a lot of fun. I think when this episode drops, I'm going to post um, a Black Widow illustration I did. So nice. if you guys want to want to give me that retweet, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to ask for it, but I'll take it. <laughs> I saw the I saw the Heisenberg illustration you did on your website. Oh, That's yeah, that incredible, man. That's some good that stuff. Fun. Yeah, I love Thank that. You. Thank yeah, it looks like a great T-shirt design. All right. Well, I've been a fan of the show for a long time, by the way. So I oh, appreciate it, man. Pleasure to work with you and, and have you, uh, you know, bring your talents to ma'am, as LeBron would say. I'll do my best. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, Black Widow talk. I think, guys, we should start out with, like we typically do, with just the release of this one, because <coughs> this one was both in the theaters and on the Disney Plus exclusive, where you could purchase the film for 30 bucks and watch it. The, the dream, Richard. The dream we talked about mm. years ago. Man, gosh, wouldn't it be great if you just... 30 bucks for the, the newest Marvel movie that it comes out and I'd be down. I'd pay it. Right. We, we were all saying that. Well, it turns out that Disney, and I don't know how accurate these numbers are because I don't know if Disney released this or if this is some outside firm that, that calculates this kind of stuff. But uh, apparently they, they raked in 60 mil plus on just the, uh, the Disney plus side <laughs> over the past weekend, which would, Put it ahead of like the Quiet Place, I think, and and somewhere near fast for the biggest one of the bigger openings of the year so far. 
And uh, that's impressive just on the Disney Plus side of things. It, it, it has made over $200 million so far. So I think good for Disney, you know, good about time something goes their way for once. I mean, they need the money. Yeah. And that just impressed me, Richard. The, the fact that they could pull in 60 mil from this. And we had a little bit of a discussion going in our Discord about about this and how they think this is works. I just wanted to get some reaction from you uh, if, if that's the first time you're hearing that number. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of things that factor into that. So, you know, it, it's all a domino effect in terms of revenue. So it's less eyes, probably 60 million, you know, because you're just counting ticket sales. So you probably cut that in half. That'd probably be a $30 million gross. Um, at the theater because you're going to say, let's say, you know, 750 a ticket or something on average. So it's a little less um, eyeballs that see your film, but then you factor in the theatrical release as well as a hybrid. But, you know, the, the, the domino effect of popcorn and snacks and, you know, now with a lot of these movie theaters, dinners and all of this, um, that these, these films in theaters generated a ton of revenue, not necessarily for um, the studio who's only going to get box office money. But also um, for the the theater chains and the businesses and the employees and all that 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 kind of lose out on that. Uh, obviously, that money goes elsewhere. So I order Black Widow and maybe I order Indian food. Well, now they get my thirty dollars food. You know, so it all works out. But it's it's hard to track like the attribution of the revenue all the way across with this really splintered and kind of tiered model. Um, so it's interesting. It's, it's certainly I like it. I like to stay at home. I I don't find. Uh, with the Marvel films, a whole lot is added, with the exception of probably, um, with the exception of Endgame, to a theatrical that, experience. Well, yeah, with the, the crowd and, and the yeah, the cheering liked, and stuff. I've that liked was cool, a lot. Yeah. yeah, I've liked a lot of these movies, um, quite a bit. But like, I've never gone. None of them are my top theatrical experiences ever because Got they're it. they're funny, but they're not like you don't need a you know. It's not like when you saw I don't know. Super bad in a packed theater at midnight. Everyone's dying laughing, and you feel that energy. They're not that kind of funny, mm-hmm. and you know they're not super scary. So you don't have that the- that that communal thrill. They're kind of everything all at once. And and now with the way these TVs look and the sound systems we have at home, you're not losing that much. I don't think. I mean, it's cool to have your your seat shake a little bit, but I'm always in it less for that than more the the community part. And these movies don't really inspire that, even though I like them quite a bit. So. Yeah, this is one that I'm totally fine with forever. You know, and they've set the the tone now with these series with Loki and all these other ones that where you they've kind of become this, you know, home entertainment thing. They've they've migrated that. So it'll be interesting to see what they do to make them more theatrical in the future because that will still be a huge part of their business plan. But but yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what this would have made. I think around the same, probably. I think more people would have seen it because of the thresholds less and if if pre COVID um, but you know, they would have gotten less per ticket. So, so maybe, maybe around 60 million open weekend, which is, which is pretty good, but not, not a Marvel tier one open. Yeah. There was a little bit of a discussion in our discord. Uh, Mason said, uh, Mason, the edge merit, I should say mm-hmm. said, I doubt the high pit percentage of that number is just one person renting it on their own. It's families and password sharers. Exactly. Uh, most likely on, on Disney Plus. And he said, so unless Disney raises their premier access price to like 60 bucks, they're better off just going theatrical only. Agreed. And my, my, my counter to that is I think there are some people that, that do watch it on, on their own and there are some families. And so I think it probably evens out, which is why it's 30 bucks, you know, not 60 bucks. They sure. had to come up with a number. And that was the number they felt comfortable given the the family sharing, right? You know, my family, uh, me and my two sisters and parents all share one account, right? So if any of the seven of us or our kids or whatever watch watch the movie, that's that's a that's a view. So, and we've only paid what our our, our thirty dollars, and so yeah, I can see it working working against them, so to speak, but I, I think it evens out, <laughs> you know, I really, I really do. And, and for the people who are saying, well, why wasn't this just a theatrical experience given the, the fact that it's a Marvel well, Disney, they, they can't do that for, for PR reasons. They can't, they can't do that and have people calling them like my son wanted to see the new Marvel movie and I'm not taking him out in this climate. What are you guys doing? You know, that whole, that whole thing. So they had, you know, offering it both ways is is the safest and, and best bet. It's it gets everybody 
involved. Everybody can see it. And it's not free on Disney Plus, too. So they get a little exclusive window on there to, to make a little yep. bit of cash. I and think that's great. And it's not a, you know, it's not uh, Black Panther 2 or or Iron Man 4 or something. It's not super. It's it's If you're going to gamble with a Marvel movie, this is certainly one to gamble for. For. It's a little sure, yeah. It's a little lower stakes, yeah. Then the, uh, you were you're not banking on this making, you know, three hundred million opening weekend like you are with, you know, an Avengers movie or something. Sure. All right, that leads right into the Black Widow talk. It's been since Spider Man: Far From oh. Home since we've talked officially about about Marvel, but we have been doing, I want to plug, uh, we've been doing a Marvel retrospective in in the VIP this year. We've been going back through all the movies and that's been really fun. So, so check that out. We're, we're leading our way up to Avengers Endgame uh, at the end of the year. So if that interests you, if you want to get, get down a more Marvel talk uh, with Matt about movies, uh, that VIP place is the place to do it. All right. So, Richard, uh, just thoughts on on Black Widow, the character in general, like what we know about her prior to this movie, interest level, that whole thing, you know, because I talked about in our WandaVision episode that, uh, you know, Wanda and Vision were among, probably if you're at a power rank on on characters people care about, they were probably (laughs) near the bottom. I would rank Black Widow probably, uh, you know, near the middle of that, uh, you know, to, to power rank them in terms of putting uh, Iron Man, Captain America at, at the top and then going down. And so, yeah, I, I really like Black Widow. It's just that I don't think we've gotten much from her in terms of uh, background and story. And so I was really excited to see, uh, I guess, a little bit of uh, explanation for, for a lot of the stuff that we've only been hinted at. But what, what was your, your background on, on Black Widow, the character and all that? Yeah, absolutely. And Josh, I want to get yours too here in a second. I, you know, I think it's a character that's been around quite a long time in this thing. I think Iron Man two, she made her debut uh, mm-hmm. pretty early on has had a lot of incarnations. It kind of reminds me like I'm when I watched like wrestling as a kid, they'd have a character that was cool, but they couldn't really figure out the hook yet. And so they'd kind of pair them with a bunch of different people until something kind of stuck. Um, that's kind of how they felt like with, with black widow, but, but, but it certainly worked by the end. Um, where you you really cared about the character had an interesting background. Background. Look, I know nothing about the comics or anything like that. So, and I, I mean, I and I love Scar- I've always loved Scarlett Johansson as an actress, and so um, love that casting there. But I I didn't I was never really clear as to her like powers. She just seemed kind of you know she seemed like this kind of hybrid of she's not an a a, a shield agent, but she's certainly pretty human um, with some special skills and basically like she's sneaky and knows some sort of martial art. Right. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's very smart. So, but she kind of held her own amongst all these superheroes and fit in fine and was definitely a character you cared about. Uh, Spoiler alert for people who haven't seen Avengers. It's kind of up into her demise. So I was curious as to this, obviously because of that. Okay. Well, where does this fit in the timeline? I thought, wait, did you know, she was, are they just going to go back and do origin stories? Does this continue the? Does this start phase four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? So I had a lot of confusion around that going in because I, again, I don't read the comics and I refuse to really Google things because, you know, I got stuff to look up, man. I got a, I got Kent get Kent gets my Wikipedia deep dives, um, <laughs> middle of the night. So, uh, but yeah, so I was more confused. But I, I was, it is a character I like quite a bit. Yeah, I would say upper middle. In terms of, uh, and a lot of that comes down. I mean, she's a real star, uh, Scarlet is, and so that's that helps. Um, but Josh, what about you, man? Where did this fit? And you're on this episode for a reason. Is this a favorite character of yours? Are you excited for Phase Four? Were you were you no, devastated just, I mean, by been the been death? Marvel, or my wife go? and I, yeah, we've go been ahead. Marvel fans for a long time. Yeah. Um, but as far as this character in particular, I mean, I was just happy to be back into a Marvel movie. And I think I saw it in the theater opening night. Cool. And I know that earlier you were talking about like community and stuff. There was definitely a buzz opening night because people have been, obviously they've been out of the movie theater for like a year at least. And then we haven't had a Marvel movie in over a year. So there was kind of a cool energy there. um, So that I, you know, I'm going to put in my word to defend the theaters, but uh, as far as the character goes, I think black widow suffered early on from 
poor writing. Like she mm-hmm. was just underutilized. She was kind Absolutely. of a flat character. I do not put that on Scarlett Johansson. No, I think, me either. I think it was she just wasn't used at all. I think that they the the writers early on just didn't make any use of her, and that really sucks. But I will say that as we've seen her character kind of develop, that they've actually, I think, probably let Scarlett Johansson actually do more with the character, and it's come to life more. Because by the time, spoiler alert, in uh, Endgame, when, you know, she died, like, I cared. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I think just she's gone up and down in my, like, list of, you know, how I rank them. But I don't think that's any fault of hers. I think that, that it was poor writing at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just didn't know what to do with her. They knew they wanted to use her as a bridge to the Avengers initiative. Okay, when they introduce her in Iron Man 2, she is representing Nick Shield or is kind of spying on Tony Stark on behalf of, of Shield. And then once Marvel and the fans decided we really like this character, they made her the main uh, female of the Avengers, right? And you're right, Richard. She doesn't have like this superpower or anything, yet she holds her own with the Hulk and with uh, Hawkeye and with Captain America and with Iron Man and all these other characters. And so that that that's awesome. She's got some great moments, some really funny moments. Uh, I, I think she certainly pushes the story forward. Uh, I think the way they use her with with exposition. And uh, with a, as a romantic partner to different characters throughout the uh, the series, that it really she really takes on a life of her own. Scarlett Johansson really uh, embodies the character, and I, I think she elevates it. You know, I, I think that she deserved this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, she earned it with her performances and with the fans and and everything. You know, I, I I'm not. One to say that, like, um, every character in Marvel needs their own movie, but I think Black Widow certainly does, <laughs> given the well, yeah, fact how been she's been involved in years in this almost. Thing. Yeah, almost. how it should this should have been one of the years, yeah. one of the initial ones, but uh, we all know why that didn't happen earlier. I don't need to get into that, but uh, I mean the proof's in the pudding here, right? I, sure. I think maybe probably in a in a in a regular world, this would outgross a, a Captain Marvel, and maybe it ends up, up doing that in the end. But <clears throat> I think people are clamoring for stories like this, and I think they did this right, too. You know, They made it kind of yeah. a half-origin a half uh, origin story uh, in terms of like her as a child, but also stuff like kind of interspersed between some of these movies. So and it's I, kind of like bonus scenes, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I dug that. You know, would would it be easy to do with this character that's not a big flashy hero? It's not Captain America or Iron Man or Thor or something. Is to say, okay, we're gonna do a Black Widow movie, but we're gonna put it towards the end of a phase. You know, as and and basically make people say, hey, come and see this Black Widow story. But also, you're gonna get the Easter eggs and continued story of Phase Three, for example, that you want to see. It's gonna lead you into Infinity War. That's the easy way to do this and say, you know, we're, we we owe this character something, but we're a little nervous that it's not going to be as big of a box office draw. We don't really know how, to, how that character can lead a superhero movie um, in terms of scale. So let's just kind of blackmail people into coming uh, with, you know, okay, Thanos first appears in Black Widow or something. And they didn't do that. They kicked off kind of a new phase, uh, you know, along with Spider-Man or, or uh, I guess Spider-Man was still kind of phase three adjacent whatever i don't know all runs together but but i thought that was cool that they kind of began the story with this a new story with this along with the tv shows and other things um gave the character the proper send-off even if they had the kind of ret not retcon it but show it retrospectively um mm-hmm. and gave scarlett johansson this uh, a showpiece for in this world uh fully and i thought that was really cool and then added a lot of really cool characters and actors to it you know kicked off the hawkeye series that we're going to get later this year really teed up all the, you know, <laughs> corporate synergistic things that that Marvel and Disney love to do and uh but still making a pretty cool movie. I mean, they it wasn't just like a Red Sparrow rip off or anything like that. It, it had its own 
Yeah. Um, canon and everything was shared within the canon as well. Josh is like a, a big Marvel super fan. Did did that? Did all those intertwining things pull off for you? Yeah. No, they they did. I I guess the only thing that I question because you know that Marvel plans everything a decade in advance. Sure. Is why didn't they put this before Endgame? Like yeah. I don't see any good reason to not have this movie released before that. Because yeah. I think they they plan it so far ahead. Probably I I, I don't know, but it just wasn't in the cards. <laughs> it wasn't it in the, it wasn't in the plan. More impactful. In it would have the though, death would have de- her death in, in Endgame would have really uh, would have really hit. More. Oh, totally yeah, agreed. Like, I don't I don't know the answer to that. Maybe before yeah. maybe Kevin you think Feige before has said, Infinity. But, before and pardon me after infinity war pre-endgame yeah i agree with that uh you could that or you could just do it before both but i think if i was telling a friend like like i have a friend who's like sometimes i watch marvel movies if i was going to tell him to watch them in a certain order i'd be like hey watch this i don't know maybe after civil war or something even right yeah like i i just think it would hit harder yeah, yeah, fair. no. The, I it's think, always going to be interesting the machete order of Marvel. Yeah, movies I think the point. chronological order is going to is the chronological order is is going to be awesome to watch. I mean, if you had never seen yeah. these and you watch this between Civil War and, Inf- and Infinity War, it's going to be awesome when when you yeah. know this thing wraps up. I the the way they have done this, I think, is very smart. You know, in terms of being able to give Black Widow her own series without having to push the story forward, really. In terms of phase, the the next phase of where we're going with the next villain or whatever, it, it really is just adding more context to stuff we already know, giving us more information. Same with the, what they're doing with the Loki series, and they're adding new concepts into this, right? So with the the variant time variants or whatever are mentioned in the new Guardians movie, we'll know what that means, right? And, and so it's adding just tons of history to this world of the MCU, and. Man, I think you're absolutely right, Josh. Just retro, <laughs> retrospective. I mean, retroactively looking at it, a Black Widow movie would have made way more sense than a Captain Marvel movie before, before the end. Like you know, Captain Marvel shows up at the end. We're just like, oh yeah, that's Captain Marvel, super powerful, and she wrecks shop at the end like she does, and then we're like, oh man, can't wait to see a movie with her. Right. That would have been Honestly, what we all thought. Nobody her, would have been like, "Who's that?" And and I, man, I I need a whole movie of her before I completely understand what's going on there. You know, um, for sure. That maybe they needed it before like Wandavision for sure, but they could have. Captain Marvel probably should have been the first one after Endgame. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, but that's uh, it's not the not the way we rolled here. So, man, I I love the approach to this. I love what you you said, Richard, about Red Sparrow. Man, they so easily could have just made this a Red Sparrow atomic blonde type movie yeah. with with and Black by the Widow way, and just some cool 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 rule. scenes yeah. of her her <laughs> you know kicking goons in the face and and that that could have been it. But I love how they made this uh, you know a family to steal a, <laughs> yeah, a, a phrase from Dom Toretti. It's got it's got some family. It's got some some kind of vintage eighties action. Reminded me of like the A Team a little bit. Sure, just in the. Uh, I don't know the, the humor mixed with the action aspect of it, and, and kind of the team team up aspect of it too, reminding me of 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 the A team. Uh, we got to talk about the cast first. Uh, of course, Scarlett is great, but Florence Pugh. I mean, I saw her trending this past weekend, like blowing up Twitter. Uh, Florence Pugh is a trending topic. I guess this is most people's in first introduction to her. You know, a lot of I guess a lot of thirteen year olds didn't see the Little Women in, in Midsummer last last two, yeah. two years. I know? make so, every thirteen year old I hang out with, which yeah, are ample. Yeah. Everyone um, in my life has seen it. Yeah, yeah, I make them see. I make them see Midsummer, but whatever. Directors, yeah, you know, honestly, like her her performance was unbelievable. I was going to mention if you didn't, but I did not know that that's who that was. Yeah, really. <laughs> You're just now revealing that to me, and I I, I liked Midsummer too. Oh, I yeah. love I love I, she. Maybe it's just me, but I, I every project she has, I, I can't wait for it. She's she's going to be that, on our, uh, our our favorite act, actresses list uh, coming up here. I'm sure the Hawkeye series is <laughs> nice little supporting cast that's kind of accumulating. Oh, if they get her in, they, no, in she's that. in it. I mean, because that, she? that last okay. scene, yeah, because yeah. she's got to go track down Hawkeye. Right, but you I know? didn't know if that was. Yeah, she's in it. If she so was going to be in that, that I didn't so know she, if they could get her. I mean, yeah, they got her. Seems. I mean, it's her. I mean, I think uh, it's a little. Um, I, 
you know, <laughs> uh, betting, hedging against Jeremy Renner's lack of draw sometimes is by really fluffing up the supporting cast on a TV show with some pretty big movies. I mean, it's Haley Steinfeld. It's Forrest yeah. Pugh. It's Vera Farmiga. It's a pretty nice cast for, for a, you know, streaming show. So, uh, that'll be Julia interesting. Jo- and, yeah, JLD. Jeremy Renner is going to be the least least famous person on that show. <laughs> so it'll be interesting because that really, I mean, really the only thing this movie, I mean, it sets up a few things tangentially, but a lot of the things it sets up are like have already happened. But the only thing future this sets up is, is that flash ahead to mm-hmm. to uh, what will be the Hawkeye show, kind of tracking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll get that'll there. Be, we'll that'll get be cool. There. That'll all tie together. And then we... We see where we go with the, uh, you know, the other nine shows and movies we have over the next nine months or whatever with Marvel. Yeah, I, the I, Marvel I backlog. Loved, I I loved uh, Florence Pugh's character. Great f- use of her, man. It's a, it's a physical role, you know. She yeah. seems like she could kick ass. Yeah, so it's cool to see her kick ass. And Yelena was a really great character. Maybe um, we'll get some more scenes of her later uh, in uh, some more movies, not only in, in black widow. I'd like to see more of more of that character at some point, but, um, but yeah, really, really cool yeah. there. Uh, it sets up ahead. that. I mean, they've done a cool job lately of, um, you know, passing that, to- the torch of those characters on, or at least some level of the previous thing to new uh, actors without having to like, Oh, this actor is this person now that having to like recast it. Right. They're actually doing it within the story, right? We saw it with Captain the America. The way a comic obviously. would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way a comic would. And so that is pretty interesting in terms of like me as someone who's not a comic person. Like I'm looking at that going, that's cool. I don't know if I've ever really seen that before. It's not just like, oh, guess what? Val Kilmer's Batman now. Just deal with it. You know, it's. Oh, yeah. I guess I never really looked at it as, a, as, as Florence Pugh's The New Black Widow. But yeah, I, I she guess. Is. She's cast. I mean, in the yeah. cast list, she's Elena slash Black Widow. Like that's her. Well, there's a there. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of widows. um, Sure. No, totally. But yeah, the Black Widow is. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. But you're right. They did it so subtly that I didn't even notice. Yeah. (laughs) Just got to slipped it in there. You know. (laughs) I I mean, we'll see. Like in casting in the future, but I totally feel like she could be the next the like the Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think that's what they're probably banking on. With uh, with signing up Florence Pugh at the stage in her career, so man, also David Harbor. Oh my gosh, yeah, what a freaking performance! And I guess that's why David Harbor wasn't trending because everyone knows him, you know, from Stranger Things. I think the masses know David Harbor by name at this point. But man, what an incredible, incredible character this is—the Red Guardian. Yeah, I mean, this was this was early Marvel kind of feeling where they would get cool, maybe lesser known people and, and make them into these great characters later on. They never have gotten into stunt casting, but it became such a phenomenon that they were higher, more competitive roles. And not that yeah, David Kelsey Harbour's Grammer, not a big star. Beast. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't, I was getting there, man. You oh, gotta sorry. let me finish. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, this was kind of that, that uh, he's done obviously some films and, and is, you know, part of a huge phenomenon, but it was cool to see him really, uh, really get a nice meaty part in a big pop movie because he's yeah he's great he's, he's great so that was funny. such a cool part he his comedic timing is great I think he it's can play dope on AD on YouTube if you ever want to see it it's yeah I have fun. seen it. it it's in New York isn't it yeah. like a, a loft with like a crazy cool a bookshelf I remember the yeah. bookshelf that's what yeah. I remember very cool but but yeah I mean a r- really great actor. But also can do this action star thing, I think, pretty sure, well. You know, dude. that Hellboy movie flopped big time. But mm-hmm. I think I, I would I would do like a John Wick movie with David Harbour, <laughs> you know, starring in it. I think could do pretty well. I would like to see more David Harbour-led action movies, uh, not only uh, Marvel movies. But it's great that he's involved in the MCU. Maybe we'll get some more Red Guardian, hopefully. Maybe he meets Captain America at some point if we get some more backlogged movies. You know, they do a Black Widow 2. It could be could take place between two more movies, which could be which could be great. But I like the way that they set up some of the stuff in Infinity War in this movie as well 
with the uh, the vest being passed down from Yelena to to Natasha and her, you know, the first time we see her in Infinity War, she's wearing the vest and and it means more now, you know. These these small little things mean more now because of this film and I think that's I think that's great. Uh, the American Pie Don McLean uh, song was used <laughs> yeah. kind of as the emotional note throughout the movie as the, the I always weep song. to that song. You know, somewhere Dude, I heard the that seventh, the other day. That's so seventh weird. Or eighth minute. I heard yeah. it the other day. Uh, my wife uh, had to run into the store and I was waiting in the car and it came on and I sat there and listened to the entire thing. And I was like, I don't know if I've ever listened to that entire song before. That, that Cause it always com- comes, I turn it on the radio. It's always the, the tail end or the middle sure. or the beginning. I don't think I've ever fully listened to it. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, I heard amazing. it at a bar, like with my wife, like two times in, I don't know, eight days or something. I was like looking at her going, this is the only example, like the classic example of a song where you, when you hear this song come on, you're like, oh, cool. And then, like, you keep talking to people, whatever. Like, six minutes later, you're like, you guys feel free to, you know, make a condensed version or hit skip track on mm-hmm. this. I don't really need all nine minutes while I'm out. <laughs> 14 <public>. verses. <laughs> yeah. I, like, yeah. I, I only know the Weird Al version. Yeah, exactly. You know, this on. here Anakin guy. Sure. That's the only one that do. matters. It is. Only That's one. actually a very impressive piece of, like, Weird Al's got a lot of, bangers but that might be his most impressive just technical the way he i mean it really tells that whole story of that movie and it's yeah it really does it's a very impressive capitalizing on that american pie uh hype you know american pie the movie was popping off at that time you know it's good american treasure weird al i like the the escaping on the prop plane scene was awesome. Some f- fantastic action. Josh, what did you think of the action in this movie? What was your favorite action sequence in the movie? I've got uh, my here. favorite easily for action sequences was the apartment fight. Ah, yeah. Um, not see, Yelena, I honestly feel like it didn't the make one a with lot of Yelena sense. And, and Natasha. Yeah. Or, or with the, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. The one like up like three floors or something. Yeah. And they like fight in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the scene actually made like logical sense to me, but I thought that the action se- sequence was like the best in the movie. Um, just because like they held a lot of shots long, like it almost felt like John Wick style. Like they actually showed motion instead of cutting. Um, so I really like the action sequence there, but I don't know if the scene made sense. Like why were they fighting? Because then they immediately were like, Hey, how you doing? Like, I, I don't know if it made sense to me. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else felt that way. Yeah, maybe no. they they thought each thought the other one was still under the control of the yeah. I just mind, I feel like that could mind have been control thing. By being like, hey, are you so, cool? And they'll yeah. be like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I I really like that action scene. Yeah. Um, as far as the plane scene, did you guys think that that early David Harbor footage stuff was he aged down in that like? Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah, probably a combo of 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 uh, you know some CG CG face going on. And, yeah, I kept and looking at it like David Harbor. Very smooth. Like, yeah, maybe they I'm shot sure that last, and and he he completely shaved down, and then they they yeah. smooth it out with CG to de wrinkle him. That scene was very well done. I thought. Um, yeah. You know how there's yeah, that sort too. of syn- syndrome in these action movies where there's a thousand bullets but no one ever gets hit <laughs> yeah, yeah mcgruber like honestly you know what i'm talking like it's like it's like a, a rain of bullets but no one ever gets hit with one I, I kind of liked not you know in kind of a dark way i liked that it showed results like someone actually got hurt here yeah yeah that, it made that, it feel a little better to me like a little more real yeah there seems to be stakes in marvel movies right I think we've learned that. I think we've come to expect that anyone can kind of die at any moment. And I felt that here, certainly. I, I, I didn't feel like the whole yeah. family would get out of this thing. And so that that's always something that I'm impressed with uh, when it comes to the way they can constantly keep me on the edge. So when Natasha falling off the bridge and fighting who I called – uh, Ninja Snake Eyes Power Ranger, but it's actually the Taskmaster. Uh, the Taskmaster was awesome. <laughs> I got to say, it reminded me of the ghost in the, I guess it's the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that was a really cool villain. And this was, a, I like the masked villains for some reason. The ones that you don't really know who they are, what their motivations are. They just come, kind of come wreck shop, use some technology. And uh, it's kind of a cool Darth Vader thing. This one was more like the Terminator. Very Terminator. Terminator 2, Richard, speaking of, was our last throwback in the, uh, in the VIP because of 30 years, if you want to check that out. But I got some big Terminator 2 T-1000 chase down vibes at some of these Taskmaster sequence especially driving the truck through or the tank truck armored truck through the uh the city i liked yeah no it was cool i like the fighting style the, the mimic fighting style I you know i, cool. I want to say something about that because there's a there's a line that yelena slash florence Pugh uses in the movie uh talking to natasha and said and 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 talking about like her role in the avengers and saying that's what happens. You know, one of you guys gets hurt and then somebody comes to avenge you. And she's like, what do you mean somebody? He says like, like, like a God. And she says, I doubt gods from space needed to take an ibuprofen after they fight. Right. Like that's, that's the difference between Natasha and a Thor. Mm -hmm. Natasha's kind of got human things to go through. I think that's make, that makes her certainly more relatable to us. But I, I don't know. I just really liked that. I, I thought that was a a great way to put it. And I personally am way more down with the espionage kind of spy aspect of these MCU movies more than I am, you know, I, like the Thor Regonk side of it, the galactic side of it. I love the Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and this uh, are certainly my favorite style of movies, like the Bourne kind of shield kind of stuff going on. Um so yeah. are you saying that this movie ranks higher for you than, than Thor Ragnarok? This movie? Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Cause I like like the the we're talking about just the, sti- the, st- the, the style of the movies. Uh, the style, like, yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm, I think I'd probably be more excited about like uh, another one of these than I would another Thor, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm super hyped for Thor because, I mean, come on, Christian Bale. What are we, yeah, that is good. Uh, yeah, what I love about Marvel is the, the simultaneous ability to do both, to have this absurd mm-hmm. space craziness, and then also, you know, it's never fully grounded like Jean Le Carre espionage, but some sort of grounded, earthbound um, ninja spy stuff, too. I, I love that juxtaposition. I love when either is in both worlds. It, it creates really big stakes for both parties. It makes you feel proud to be human. You go, okay, well, we don't have any cool powers, but we can ninja around pretty well. You know, the royal we. And uh, so, yeah, it's all, it's, I like the juxtaposition of both. I like, I like that they can execute both. What about you, Josh? Are you team space Marvel or team earth Marvel? I mean, I gotta be honest. Like that surprised me. I, I like this. I like, the more espionage based ones, but I think my favorites are like the ones that lean in hard. Like guardians was the first movie that really like made me fully become a Marvel fan. So I've always had like a special place for that, for that film. And then Thor Ragnarok invented, you know, reinvented the character. So I I don't know, you know, I just gotta, I gotta argue for the other side. (laughs) Yeah. It's getting tough at this point. Do we consider Dr. Strange galactic? Yeah, I think so. Spider-Man's probably earth, Ant-Man earth, Iron Man earth. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Captain Marvel, uh, probably galactic at this point because of her ability to go wherever the hell she wants. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I like the mix. I mean, honestly, like, so do I, I love it. I love, I just prefer, I just, that's just my preference is I like, I kind of like the espionage ones. I think, I think the action scenes are done way, way better in them. I think Marvel just does them <laughs> very well. I, I just think. Well, they feel realer. Yeah. The, the stunt work laser, is fantastic. Yeah. The stunt all work that, is all, is, is all real and, and it feels weighted, you know, and, and it, I just like, I just love it. I just think they're some of the best action movies, let alone comic book movies that are, that are out right now. Some interesting stuff that we get uh, on the past from Scarlet not Scarlet Witch. I was, was going to say Scar- I got Scarlet Johansson mixed up with uh, Natasha there. So uh, with Natasha is the fact that you know her her history was all fake. I liked that opening montage with with Smells Like Teen Spirit playing with the opening credits. 
as using that as kind of a theme to this mind control aspect of the movie. But, uh, you know, that, that was amazing. The fact that she said all of their photos in that photo album were taken in one day with different backdrops, you know, her whole childhood. And we've seen this before. We've seen this earlier this year with WandaVision. You know, things might not be what they seem. We saw it with Spider-Man, Far From Home. You know, with the, the CG thing, I don't want to go into spoilers there. And so, yeah, I mean, they've, there's a lot of layers to this. Like, they're peeling back the onion layers here. And it's just incredible the depths that uh, the the enemy will go to to make us think certain things. And just when you think you have the MCU figured out, I want to say, is when they they reveal another layer to the puzzle. And this was yet another one of those for me with, uh, with the fake, the whole, the whole fake childhood thing and uh, making them believe they are different than they are. And the fact that uh, Drakov's got like, oh, what did they say? A thousand, over mm-hmm. thousands of Black Widows around there that he can control, that he has under mind control, which yeah. is which pretty talk crazy. talk about his performance too? Yeah. Yeah. It was very convincing. I, mean, I thought it was really good. Yeah. It was very yeah. good. Agreed. Agreed. These uh I mean that's the thing. These the, these Marvel movies execute some pretty cheesy stuff, but they're between some sort of level of writing and, and acting, they they can pull a lot of it off. Ray Winstone. With the yeah, performance. Great actor. Yeah. Love Ray Winstone. That was great. I, I liked Melina too and or Rachel Weiss as Melina. And possibly we'll see her more in the MCU, I would think. Maybe, I don't know, maybe in later movies, but maybe in more Black Widow or more maybe in this in this Hawkeye series. It seems like, you know, she's part of the family in this, but I think there's some stuff we're going to maybe uh, have to keep an eye on her for a little bit later with her, her character, the Iron Maiden. Great band. <laughs> Yeah. Fear no, of the I dark. Mean, Fear of the dark. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Heck yeah. Metal, dude. Um yeah, I'm interested in this. There's a lot of this simultaneously felt closing of a certain chapter and then a lot of cool new characters that I'd love to see more of that I'm sure they're going to disperse across you know, I don't know how this works now with these TV shows. You know, I've talked about it a little bit. They they've got a lot of hours to fill. So um, more than ever, even though they've been cranking out movies like crazy. Now, if they're going to keep doing three, four, you know, eight hour shows a year, they're going to have to generate these characters to fill them out, mm-hmm. you know, through these movies. So it's it's interesting. The supply chain of the of the MCU continues in, in new ways. I really I mean, like. Can we get a Red Guardian show? Sorry yeah. to cut you off. How about this? No. Yeah. Red Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. <laughs> Number <on> four. <laughs> Number four. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Let's go, Alexi. See what you got. I loved the uh, skydiving fight sequence at the end. Amazing. Little point break influence there. Speaking of, we got a throwback this week. Point break. Check that out if you like that movie. Uh, Natasha uses thank you for your cooperation, which is a line she uses with with Loki, of course, when she tricks him in, uh, in earlier events. So I liked the the callback there, and the also her using the masks, the Mission Impossible style mask thing that they got going on here, where you you never know who's who in these in these types of things. So she also used in the Winter Soldier movie, but yeah, love the uh, the way this thing wrapped with that final yeah. battle in the sky, fortress in the sky, falling out of the sky, very Captain America Winter Soldier ending feeling yeah and great bonus thing as we kind of get jld now is this new and they, yeah, post credits post credits post credits scene and kind of cool now we get uh now we get to look forward to to J- you know as as sam jackson sails around the world with magic johnson now we get uh jld filling in our post credit scene which is which is always a good thing yeah. can we get uh, seinfeld in a marvel movie <laughs> oh man maybe just the b it could be ant-man and the b yeah, I'd love. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> Barry B. Benson. If we had an Ant Man <laughs> B movie tie-in, Ant Man and the B. 
I mean, my wife has a strange that's, that, love. That's, for that's the not your worst movie, idea, so. Richard. Yeah, not your worst. <laughs> that's my <laughs> favorite <laughs> idea. <laughs> All draw right, up we'll, the, I'll, draw I'll, up the concept up art, the Josh. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. Exactly. All this to it. say, uh, I already cared uh, about Natasha Romanoff, but this gives certainly a lot of a lot of more context to her her past, the Sokovia yeah. stuff, and all all that. So I liked I liked the backstory. I liked the fact that they can just throw a movie in between some movies. You know. How many more times can they do this? I'm I'm excited about that. And also, I'm excited to see where these characters go. The David Harbour, the Florence Pugh, the Rachel Weiss, uh, and the like. So, yeah. Uh, can we talk about the sort of twist reveal? Go for it. Yeah. That's uh, good. I, yeah, I didn't. Are we like everyone knows that we're past yeah? We're spoilers. spoiler free. We we're, 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 okay. we are we are we are spoil we are clear for spoilers. Yeah, just being careful. I yeah. don't I don't know how much of a fan I am of uh, Ray Winstone. What's the character's name <laughs> of his daughter? Uh, Drakov's daughter being mm-hmm. Taskmaster. I yeah. I don't know. It Olga felt a Kirlikos, little bit like yeah. twisty to me. Like. I, it just felt like a little bit too much to me. And not that I'm like a comic book purist, but I know enough about Taskmaster to know that this is like nothing like the character. Yeah, I think they, I mean, that had to be somebody, you know, like there was going to be some yeah. kind of reveal. I, you know, it's like the ghost. It's exactly like yeah. that, where it's like, it's revealed in the, towards the end. And you're just like, oh, okay. That sucks. Yeah, I, I mean, sucks. I really like we, we 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 can't get more out of this character really because yeah, I don't know. They seem like they have too. these villains that are really sinister and cool, and then they just burn them out in about forty minutes of screen time, and that's it. Well, Taskmaster is such a big character. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. In in video games, uh, he's shown up in like Batman, Spider Man games. Like, mm. he's been around for a long, long time in comic books. That like. It, I feel like so many people were hyped for Taskmaster and then it wasn't really in quotes, like it wasn't really Taskmaster. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. That kind of wasn't my favorite, but I still love the movie. Maybe we um, get somebody that assumes like the Taskmaster. role. Who knows? Maybe, but I don't know how they'd write their way out of that. Like smoothly. Maybe David Harbour finds the <laughs> equipment and he becomes the... Taskmaster. And know. also because, you know, I have to talk about things from a design perspective. I, I didn't really like the costume design for Taskmaster. A little G.I. Joey for you? Exactly. That was my exact I said thought. snake eyes, I said that helmet. Yeah. I yeah. said that to my wife in the theater. I said that costume looks like it belongs in the G.I. Joe movies. But, but I'm that being said, I'm hyped for snake eyes. I'm gonna, Are, I'm you? Gonna, Are you? I'm not. You're not. I am, man. I'm going to keep falling for it till. You know they'll get this me is, eventually. I know it was even a big GI Joe. Well for you, it's not. But I, th- it looks a little more uh, self-aware, stupid instead of intentional, stupid. Like the last, and I'm not even a big GI Joe bro, but uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it seems it seems mindlessly fun. I like watching people, you know, kick butt in helmets. But yeah, it was very derivative. The costume design as well in this. I just think Marvel. Disney has all these great, amazing designers, costume designers, whatever. Sure. They, this is really the, like the best character design that they could pull. Like, I don't know. I was a bit disappointed by that, but they made up for it because I feel like all the costumes for Scarlet. Yeah. And I thought like Yelena and, and Red Guardian mm-hmm. looked awesome. But. Red Guardian. Yeah. Like they made up for it with other characters, but I'm like, or like the design of the Red Room. Of mm-hmm. his office, yeah. I felt like was just stunning. Like the the environmental design, I thought mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah, but I feel like they missed the mark on that one costume. Same, same. Yeah, that, it, it, that's I said. That's why I call him Ninja Snake Eyes Power Ranger because it uh, it, it harkened back to some of yeah. the some of my childhood days. But yeah, man, that sucks that that they burn that character out, and we probably will li- likely never see. Taskmaster in an MCU movie again. Okay, let's hit a grade here before we hit weekly recommends. I'll grade this one out. I'll get one A minus because I really enjoyed the action scenes and I really enjoyed the performances. 
but it didn't blow me away. Didn't exceed my expectations. So I'll go A minus. Richard? I'm going to go solid B plus for me. I'm interested to see what has grown out of this before I give a final grade. It's hard to grade these independently because they're so not thought of as independent movies, but uh, not independent movies, but they're notes, you know, they're always part of something larger. And so it's hard, but yeah, B B plus for me. What about you, Josh? I was also going to give it a B plus. I think it's got great action, like stellar acting. Pretty much everyone on the cast just did amazing job. Great ensemble. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm giving it a B plus is and not higher is because I didn't love uh, basically Taskmaster in general mm. for reasons previously stated. Fair, totally fair. Uh, one more note I wanted to say just on Marvel at large is it feels like they're starting to realize that people don't want to watch 25 movies in order to watch one of these, so they're starting to feel more condensed and one-offy, which feels nice. There's a lot less like. Yeah, you but have I think to know everything before. I think a lot of that in. is beginning of a new phase too, though. I true, think they will true, get mo- true. more convoluted within the logic of that particular phase as they go on. But you're, that, but they're, your they're, point they're getting is well a taken. lot less convoluted as we go along. I feel like when it comes to the plot and and who who we need to know and all that kind of stuff. Well, I and think I, that they like just that. they have to. Yeah, because I mean. in another ten years, what are they going to do? They're going to say, "Okay, you want to be up to date." You need to watch 43 right, exactly. and 16 TV shows. <laughs> you can't do yeah. that. You can't. It's impossible. So they, right. they're starting to make, I feel like, these a little bit more uh, self-contained when it comes to the two-hour movies, and, and that's great. But they also do tie in at large, but but it feels less serialized than they, than they did at one point. Okay. Before we hit Weekly Recommends, guys, here, got to say thank you to our sponsor, for this episode of Mad About Movies, Keeps.com. As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. We want to have good hair days. We want our hair to look good as we get older. But the truth is, our hair is falling out. Nobody is gaining more hair as they get older. But Keeps can help you keep your hair. Two out of three guys are going to experience baldness. It's just a fact. In fact, a lot of you listening are probably experiencing some kind of hair thinning right now. I know I have in the past. But it doesn't have to be like that. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments typically take between four and six months, so you're going to need to get started right now. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. And you may have tried these products before, but never for this price. And Keeps is offering our lovely ManFam a special discount. Guys, if you want to keep your hair, go to keeps.com slash mad to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash mad. Keep your hair. Start today. Keeps.com slash mad. Go to keeps.com to see some real customer before and after photos. And thanks to Keeps for sponsoring this episode of Mad About Movies. And guys, let's hit some weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. Richard, what you got? Yeah, I've got a. Uh, I'm, let me grab my phone here to get the title. I've got a podcast, a uh, serialized podcast that I listen to. I've been doing a lot of driving, and a uh, cool little investigative, you know, classic narrative style podcast. Um, let's see, it's called Exit Scam. Have you guys listened to Exit Scam at all? It's no, about. Yes. To, I won't. Have, you have Josh? Yes. Yeah. So I almost recommended that. Now I have to wow, look it. at us, couple of best friends. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool little, uh, investigation into a, a kind of a disappearing act all, all kind of built around that world of crypto and all, all of that. So I won't, I, I would encourage you just to get into it. I won't, I won't go too much, but, uh, it takes a lot for me to go down the uh, narrative podcast hole because there's a billion of them. And, uh, you know, it also took a nine hour drive for me to get into this one, but I was very glad I did. I, I enjoyed it a great deal. So, uh, yeah, exit scam the podcast. Josh, what about you? Do you have a recommend? Sorry to sorry to steal no, yours if I did. Genuinely, so it was between two. It was between Exit Scam and this other one. But DM me about Exit Scam. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Uh, no, that's a great one. But my my pick has to be Dairy Girls on oh. Netflix. Have you guys seen this? I have seen Dairy Girls. It's a it's a big favorite. Has of it already the, been recommended? It has not been recommended. It's a big favorite okay. of the person related to me by marriage. 
But yes, it yeah. Is. Well, same. So okay. I never would have picked it on my own. Yeah. Like I never would have watched it on my own. I don't think just looking at the title in the in the in the trailer. But I watched a couple episodes the other night, and I gotta say, like the writing, the acting, it's all spot on. Yeah. Highly recommended for anyone who doesn't know. It's D E R R Y. Mm-hmm. Not like yeah, and it's it's a 1990s Northern Ireland comedy. Yeah, the whole well, thing. Nothing feels... funnier than the Troubles, man. Post the Troubles, Northern Ireland. I mean, there's just no funnier <laughs> time. It, yeah, but I it mean, works. It pulls off that that lead it works somehow, man. Actress, uh, I'm forgetting her last name. She's another Sersha. We now have two Sershas. I think she might be a star, man. She's pretty great. She's she's really funny. Well, there's something about the actors that were picked because they don't feel like actors to me no. like they feel very real people yes yes and maybe that's the writing maybe it's the acting i don't know but fantastic show the relationship between the father-in-law and uh the dad is really funny how mean he is to him is, is classic it's unfortunate yeah what's better richard dairy girls or book smart dairy girls there you go yeah yeah saoirse monica jackson saoirse monica jackson yeah She's great. She's really funny. It has very funny facial Disappointed acting. there's no Stephen King tie-in with Dairy Girls. I feel like that would <laughs> yeah. be pretty obvious. Uh, when when I first heard of it, that's what I thought it was. Maybe eventually. I was like, is this an It movie or is this an It show? It's a lot of, uh, a lot of Northern Irish accents. So, uh, you know, but you may want to throw the subtitles on. Pro tip. Yeah, you have, I have I, to. I'm, yeah, I come from Irish stock and even I'm, you know, a little confused by things. Okay, I'm going to also recommend a show that comes uh, via the Netflix um, new season of I Think You Should Leave with Tim mm. Robinson. Yeah, sketch funny comedy. Stuff. Very funny. How's the new uh, season? I haven't started it yet. Oh, just as funny as cool. as season one. The Forte uh, Airplane sketch alone is, is worth the, it. The first episode of season two is among the funniest episodes of, of TV I've seen. Like wow. the three sketches. I, I was dying. It was it was incredible, uh, but I would suggest that one and also the sketch in season one, episode uh, three, with charades and Tim Heidecker kills me. Where yeah. where um, yeah, Tim Heidecker plays a guy playing charades and he's just throwing out really obscure people to to uh, <laughs> to portray and nobody knows who he's talking about. But that's the concept. But it's incredible the the comedic timing and execution of it. Uh, yeah, season two. Really easy. Cool. The episodes are like 20 minutes each. There's six episodes. And it took me like two hours to knock this thing out. But, oh, my gosh, I already watched the season twice. Um, so daggum funny. And Tim Robinson, former SNL guy, never really found a niche there. But Netflix gave him a, a sketch show. It's kind of like a Chappelle show like a, or something like yeah, that. Or, I would say like a Mr. Show for a new mm-hmm. generation, maybe. Yeah. kind of reminds me of that. Not like Chappelle show where he's hosting, but. Maybe yeah. uh, in the sketch comedy side of it. And he does fake commercials and stuff like that, like SNL. So it's it's really funny. It's the perfect medium for his style of comedy. And I hope they do 10 more seasons of it. But that's great. Great that Netflix uh, can find people like that and give them a, an avenue to be themselves. It's great. Love it. I have not seen that one. I'll have to check it out. Let me know what you think. Hopefully you like it. It's certainly out there. It's certainly pretty. Yeah. Uh, it's very, I don't know, adult-oriented. Alt comedy, like adult, adult, yeah, yeah absurdist. Absurdist. It's very in your face. Um, yeah. Just his style Sketch. is very loud and and stuff. But um, if you can if you can get behind Tim Robinson's style of comedy, I think think you're you're in for it. Sample the uh, <laughs> since you're a fan of this show the the Will Forte airplane sketch as kind of your intro, and then take it from okay. there. that's episode two cool. of of season one. So yeah. So check that. I wish they would give Forte a show like this, <laughs> yeah. where he just like a you know like a Portlandia, where you could just play different yeah. characters. I, I think that would be incredible. Yeah. But uh, but alternative is him playing MacGruber, which he's doing. So I'd prefer yeah. that. Amen, actually. brother. Okay, that's it. That's the show. Thank you for listening. Deal Thanks, Josh, the design Da Vinci, for yeah. filling in for Beagle. <laughs> Thanks, man. And uh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I like doing art for the show, and uh, I'll remain a fan. Yeah, we'll I'll keep you employed. I mean, you, you never asked me. I hate to bring this up, uh, MacGruber. So I, I think I have a unique answer to the question, uh, which okay. is: Have you seen MacGruber? Yeah, I don't think anyone has ever said this. I've seen half of it. <laughs> wow, and no I one... haven't finished it. Oh, <laughs> you turned it off. 
Wow, you told All us right, that. Well, it's been I endorsed your company <laughs> before this, and this is no. It's not like that. I want to finish it. I liked it. I watched half of it. I had something going on. This was like four years. What, ago. Did you turn it off before or after the sex scene? Don't uh, spoil I think it. Before. Well, you, okay. you're in for a well, trip. There's no way you would have turned it off after that. Yeah, you'd be too aroused. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. But yeah, and now you see me my favorite movie ever. All right, thanks guys. Cool. All right, sounds well, good. Well, well, if we rotten hell, Josh, all right, have a good one. We're looking for a graphic design. If you guys know anyone, <laughs> yeah. email us mad about movies. Sarcasm, guys. It was sarcasm. Sure, 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 sure. All right, that's Josh Design Da Vinci. Hit him up for all your graphic design needs, and yeah. uh, find us at a theater near you. Hopefully, we'll see you soon at the cinema. We love you. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.